0: Hi, my name's Dan, I'm here with my good friend G, and this is the Wrong Football NFL Podcast. The
1: Bengals are going to the Super Bowl!
0: Yes, hello, welcome. This is the easiest podcast to write all season. Uh, it is our Super Bowl preview podcast. How are you doing, Jay? Is everything? Uh, have you managed to calm down a little bit?
1: Um. Yes. Yes. Um, you know, life is coming at me with but various things, convincing. but also. Uh, <laughs> I think it's not so much excitement as just kind of. Oh, I really feel like this whole post-run postseason run for me has been joyful disbelief um you know i love this team so much you know but you know no matter what happens and obviously i will be upset and we will go into deep things if things don't work out on sunday but to to just have gotten rid of that 30-year wait and this is you know we that one's gone this team is already different you know, there's things to build on. It 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 just yeah, it's completely transformed my um, football watching experience.
0: Yeah, I mean it's 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 been a, it's it's just been a crazy off season, especially for for you. Obviously, it's uh, yeah, it's been a, it's been a, been a very strange one. So it's uh, you know it's it's I think it's led to a Super Bowl, which I um I mean I'm not even a a, a Bengals fan, and I haven't been this excited for a Super Bowl for a long while. Um, yeah, so I'm I'm really excited.
1: Personal things at stake and no no Patriots. I would suggest that, that might that's, be
0: that's <laughs> merely two elements. Also, no Tom Brady. There's another one. Um,
1: yeah, it's it's a it's a it's
0: a great. You know, it's a, it's, it's been a, this off season has been a great advert for the for the game. So uh, yeah, I think it's uh, credit to the teams that have been involved and uh, yeah and and you know. Long may that continue, because you know it's a it's a great sport. We love it. We'd, I'd love more people to get into it and see more exciting games, but they need to happen more often. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we are there to watch them, so you don't have to. Or <laughs> well, more G is there because he likes boring games.
1: I like any game. Let's be honest. I I, I have a problem. Well, yeah, fair <laughs> point. Fair point. Well, uh,
0: yeah. Outside of football, you you been all, all been okay? Been uh, surviving?
1: Yeah, running, lifting a bit, um, working, trying to get my head around that. Yeah, all good. good. You know, pretty good. How's things? Things in your neck of the wood? Is Jen suitably excited about Sunday?
0: Yeah, she is. yeah. Jen's very excited about Sunday. Yeah, she was just saying about uh, oh, she was just, just saying that uh, oh, it's only. It's only five days till Super Bowl, literally, as just <laughs> before we started this. So, yeah, she's excited as well. So, it's a, yeah, it's a, it's, it's a, it's a very, uh, yeah, it's one that we're, we're looking forward to. Even if she can't watch all of it, probably because she's got a first aid training the next morning. It's, uh, yeah, it's it's going to be a good uh, it's going to be a good. And walk. they're
1: not covering hangover cures and, and what to do for people who've stayed up all night because their team have just won the I Super don't Bowl. Think
0: hangover cures and, and and yeah, that kind of thing are a part of a first aid class. But no, it's I'm, I'm sure she'll I'm sure she'll live. I'm sure she'll be okay. <laughs> Let's talk some football. Well, uh, we'll the, there's been a few uh, bits this this week. There's one big thing that I want to I want to, I want to touch on we'll do that sort of at the end so, cuz I'm going to I'm going to rant and you're going to have to hold me back a little bit G. but
1: uh I'm not sure I am I think I'm <laughs> probably likely going to stoke the fires but we might be okay. coming at it from slightly different angles Fine. but you know I'll let you set the agenda of how you want to tackle the feud
0: we'll go over the head coaching uh, <clears throat> the, the head coaching uh, hires first um there's been I think three since we uh, since we last spoke so um Lovie Smith is uh, is is back as as a head coach. Uh, yeah, remember Lovie Smith? He's he's uh, he's now the Texans' head coach. He's he he came in. I think he he kind of played a sort of an interim part last year, didn't he? Um, and they've yeah they've given him the job.
1: Well, yeah, he was he was there and defensive coordinator. It's interesting that that they had this extensive search and fired the person who was given, like, almost a hospital pass yeah. of a job and then kept someone under his staff. And, I mean, Lovey Smith is a good name in terms of, you know, his experience, his teams, of uh, you know, uh, uh, it's not like they've done badly, but it, it's just – it's an interesting one. And part of me – am I allowed to be a little bit suspicious given some of the recent headlines about hiring practices uh, in the NFL yeah, yeah. And, and the Texans seem to be quiet and suddenly
0: I, – I thought the same thing when I saw it, but, yeah, yeah. We'll we'll kind of cover it in a little a little in a bit, but yeah, obviously uh, there's no getting away from
1: that. <laughs> no, and and I think I'm gonna to have to cover it a little bit because I feel like very often, um, part part of the grand things and and the, the the coach that we won't speak about, but the general issue with minority hiring in in the upper echelons of NFL coaching, shall we say, um, is that um, it feels like very often African American coaches. Um, Get fired earlier and for less results, and don't get don't get second chances. And it's like Todd Bowles had, you know, we've seen what's going on with the Jets, and and he's done an amazing job coming out as a coordinator again, and doesn't seem to have been seriously looked at anything. And um, you know, we've heard a couple of times about Caldwell being, you know, like a good hire, and and look what he did with Detroit, and what look what's happened to him afterwards. And it just feels like some, you know, that it's interesting that Lovey actually is getting a chance, but. What I'm wondering about is, yeah, they start getting some draft picks through, but is he going to be given time to actually build something with the Texans or is this another placeholder? And and given the state of the Texans at the moment, I'm not sure I'm particularly inclined to give them much benefit of the doubt. But maybe I'm being unfair. You tell
0: me. Possibly. No, I I think you're probably right. It it, it absolutely needs somebody who's going to be given some time. Um, Yeah, they're they're a team that need need, need to be whoever takes takes took charge there was going to need to be given some time. So yeah, I think it's going to be interesting to see whether, whether they do give Lovie Smith some, some time. I think they need to, uh, but we'll, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll see. We'll see as the, as the season goes on. Um, the one that, uh, obviously, obviously caught my eye, um, <laughs> is the, uh, the hire <laughs> of Mike McDaniel, uh, who's now the Dolphins head coach, uh, coming over from being the 49ers, uh, offensive coordinator. Um, I'm gonna be honest. I don't know a huge amount about the guy. Um, I, I don't really when it comes to when it comes to coaches. I don't follow all that much. I'm not as, as close as you, but he's he's a um, you know. I think what the Dolphins needed was an offensively minded guy. I think we've got a, we've got a decent defense. We've got we've got people in there for the defensive side of things. We needed this uh, a, 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 an offensive minded. Uh, head coach. From what I'm hearing, he's he's sort of as part of his interview, he's he's said uh, he wants you know he thinks he can do it with Tua, and uh, he, he you know he he's I think it's a good I, I think by the sounds of things it's a good hire. It's 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 the name that everyone on on Dolphins Twitter seemed seems to want. <laughs> I'm sure you know a bit more about him than I do.
1: Well um he's sort of coming from the 49ers and has basically been Kyle Shanahan's right-hand yeah. man and followed him around since since, since yeah back with the Falcons. So if he's bringing that um that Shanahan play-action run game, I can see that meshing with Tua's skill set absolutely. I think the important the thing you don't know is that you're not just hiring an offensive play caller. You need somebody who can set the tone, run a team and given some of the um, interesting occurrences over the last 18 months, shall we say, say at the Dolphins, be, be he'll need to sort of set a tone and manage that. And I think was, you just don't know with a hire like this, but certainly from a schematic point of view, and you've got a young quarterback, that side of things certainly seems to line up. And it's just a, a, a case as it quite often is with these sorts of things where if it's the first time hire, does it make sense? Yes. Let's wait and, and see. He must
0: really want it because he went for the job and interviewed after the uh the, the Flores thing came out, which we'll talk about in a in a minute, but uh I'm not sure I would. I'm not sure I, it's one I'd want after uh, that.
1: Well, here's <laughs> the thing it's um You do sometimes get a second chance, particularly if people can see what was going on in your first chance. And there are only 32 of these jobs. And it, you know, I feel like that some of the way the NFL franchises get away with being run how they are is because there's such, you know, there are only 32 of these head coach jobs that, that when the opportunity comes up, you, you almost have to take yeah. it. And I have a thing it is that these people are insanely competitive and I'm sure they just look at it going, yeah, it's a mess, but I bet I can, you know, I think I can deal with it because I don't think you can be confident enough and run a, you know, run a department. Run a, run a football team yeah. without having that amount of ego. It, it, it's not like you don't think you have the answers. It's whether that is actually the case when it you know survive you know survives first contact with the process of running an NFL team.
0: Yeah. Uh, final one is uh, Doug, Pe- Doug Peterson, who uh,
1: is now the Jacksonville Jaguars head coach. I like that. So it's a really really interesting one for me because if you heard all this talk about how nobody wants to work with. Um, and their general manager, Bulky, uh, and, and so it. it's been a. There's been yeah some interesting bits, and that was some of the talk about why Byron left, which didn't want to go back. Interestingly, um, there are other people coming into the front office. They're expanding the um, brain power in the front office. I, I think so. I think Bulky is very good at sort of tracking players and grinding tape, but, but there's been questions raised about his sort of like agent skills and his relationship with other teams and this is all stuff you hear as scuttlebutt you know in our position because we don't know no. but what you can point to is that you know that you know they are a franchise who have had a series of disasters and they need someone to build a program now my concern with Peterson as a hire is what happened at the end of his tenure at the Eagles, but that seemed to be there was you know him and the front office not seeing eye to eye, and Frank Reich has clearly proved what a good coach he was by what he's done with the Colts. But it certainly it feels to me absolutely like they've got an experienced, I don't want to say adult in the room because that's an overused cliche, but you know what I mean. It, it's somebody who's been there who who has stands more of a chance of being able to. Um, um, Stamp their authority yeah. over the bits of the club that they want to run, but also if they're hiring people, maybe it's been listened to. And I do think that the, the whole experience with Urban Meyer will have been um, illustrative for everybody involved, and so they will want to take some lessons and learn from that. And he's—I mean, it's
0: not every coach that's won a Super Bowl, so he's—you know—that
1: he- is a very, very fair point <laughs> with the Philly special, and and you know, no. so so yeah, no. I'm curious about it, but I I think it's a good hire. I particularly think it's a good hire for the Jaguars if they give him time. Am I allowed to cross sports for a moment? Just quickly, yeah. I'm slightly worried that I've told this story before. So if people remember this and start hurling things at their podcast devices, I apologise. But there comes to a point, it it kind of reminds me of when Claudio, Claudio Ranieri went to Leicester. And I was asked about it at the time. And there's another Chelsea fan in our office, and they were talking about you know him being a clown and Tinker Man. And I said, no, this is a really great hire for you guys. Um, he handled the whole situation with him being Dead Man Walking uh, um, with absolute class. Yes, he perhaps fiddled with the team more than I would have liked, but he, this is a real get for you guys as a club. And I don't mean this diminish, you know, diminishingly, but you know, you've been lost in investment and development. This is a step up in a serious name. I wasn't expecting him to go and win a championship. But what I'm getting at is that Peterson is someone who is a Super Bowl winning coach who's walking into Jacksonville and has the credentials to say this is the culture, this is how I want to do it. And I think that stands him a good chance not necessarily winning the Super Bowl in the next two seasons yeah. but at least building competent football which is the first place to start. Absolutely,
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. Right, we can't uh, get around it any longer. I'm going to have a rant. So the uh, the final bit of news that we were going to touch on um, literally I think came out as we pressed stop on last week's podcast so uh it's kind of old news so you probably know about it already but we're going to put our two pence in anyway brian flores um former um dolphins head coach has decided that he is going to well he has put in a uh he's suing the dolphins the nfl uh the broncos and the giants um at the moment for uh, for racism uh, amongst uh, an uh, unfair dismissal amongst amongst a few of the other, other bits um, For what it's worth. I want to say now. I believe every word that he's probably put into this so I, I, I absolutely think that, that It's that, that what he has said probably did happen um, There is obviously an investigation on and we can only say that every, all of this is is what he has said so where uh, don't sue us and um, so what he has put in his uh, in in his, uh, his, his 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 papers is that uh, the, the he was unfairly dismissed from the Dolphins. Um, the claims include that he was uh, offered by Stephen Ross, the owner of the Dolphins, a hundred thousand dollars a game. To, to lose basically to tank in the 2019 season so that the Dolphins would have the best possible uh, draft pick. Um, we already know that that year um, we tried to give up our three first round picks for Joe Burrow um, and the Bengals put the phone down um, as, as they are quite right to do. Um, he also uh, says that at the end of that season um a a high a high profile quarterback i can't remember the term that was that was used um became available and he was he was strongly urged to speak to this quarterback despite the fact that it would have been sort of behind off the sort of behind the uh, the, the the rules of the NFL in terms of i think they call it in the in 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 the wrong football or in the other football tapping up um a player who's under already under contract with another team, um, but it sounds as though that was that was probably Tom Brady. Um, he said he didn't want to do it, and then uh, in the off in that off season, a uh, he, uh, uh, he was he was invited to Stephen Ross's boat, uh, his private boat, and and coincidentally, this uh, high profile quarterback turned up at the same uh, at the same same time. Um, at which point Flores left, and apparently was for the rest of his time at the Dolphins, he was treated uh, very, 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 very poorly, and lucky he was difficult, um, difficult to work with, and that kind of thing. Um, the other things that he has alleged is are that uh, you know it, I think it, it's racism uh, on and in terms of the uh, Giants, who apparently had decided three days before that they they um, interviewed him that they were going to hire somebody else. Interestingly, his his um, his. Um, proof of that is some text from Bill Belichick, uh, which had been published as part of that. Uh, and the other one was that uh, from the uh, Broncos uh, that Elway turned up looking dishevelled from the night before, as though he'd he'd been out and you know he had a had a big night and he didn't have any much time for this and he wasn't wasn't putting uh, putting any any sort of effort into the uh, into Flores's interview and therefore obviously Flores didn't end up getting the uh, getting the job. I believe everything that he said i think he's probably uh i, th- I think he, that probably did happen and as a dolphin it makes me really really a bit embarrassed to be honest to be to be a dolphin and i'm not the only one the the whole dolphins twitter seems to be kind of in the same position and everyone seems to be sort of a little bit dumbstruck for it, it certainly were for a few days once it once it came out um it, yeah it makes you a bit I, I don't want. I, honestly, if it's if it's if it is true, I don't want Stephen Ross to be part of my team. I, now, I will say that Stephen Ross has completely refuted these these claims and said that he, you know, it's completely untrue, completely. Uh, it's a load of rubbish. Um, but you know, that is that is to be to be to be seen. If it if it turns out that it is true, I, I don't want him to be any any part of my of my team. Um, you know, it's it's it it's. It, 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 I mean players aren't allowed to gamble on, on the games. So why, why should, why should people like owners be able to, to give, uh, bonuses like that for, for losing and that kind of thing. It almost feels like this, like like the same thing.
1: Um, it, um, it absolutely is it, it, it's competitive balance yeah, exactly. and that's actually going to be one of the key things that um is going to be picked off at the back of this I thought it was very interesting that the NFL within hours of like categorically refuting yeah. everything it was like yeah because you've had time to properly investigate <laughs> yeah, exactly. everything and you know we've had Elway come out and say that they, they you know they, they'd had a late night the night before getting back from another interview where we absolutely wanted to speak to him in rushing but you know it it's you don't know the truth of it, no. but there's an awful lot of NFL people talking about um, things that they recognise to do with the, um, the, the the sham interviews, essentially to um, comply with the letter of the Rooney Rule laws and not the um, spirit of them. Mm. It's interesting that um, the one case where it's held up, where you can say, it, you know, where you talk about it really, really happening, was um, was Rooney himself with the hiring of Mike Tomlin, who was not expected to. Um, be be the new new coach. They were they were all thought that, that he was going to be one of a couple of in house candidates, and he was just so impressed with that interview that they gave him the job. Um, it I also find it interesting that um, Bill Polian was involved with the Bears hire. And was talking about how he liked the process as it was because it was you were getting more people in front of people, and he was, you know had some recommendations called to be made because there were some really impressive interviews. but it is also worth noting that they did not hire. Um, a, a minority for the, for, the, for, the, for the job in Chicago, although we have had a couple more general managers. I mean some of it is to do with um, the pipeline, um, and it seems that if you look at it, there are certain racial biases towards who gets to be offensive coordinators and quarterback coaches. And that's very much um, for positions that seem to be the people lined up for the head coach. But there's also a lot of people coming out saying that the problem isn't the rules. The problem is the, is the owners, because at the end of the day, when they are trying to pick someone who um, they believe is the person that's going to lead their team to victory, they are trying to find, if not somebody exactly in the mirror, then someone they can relate to. Yeah. Um, it's very hard for us to sit on the outside, the opposite side of the coach, and... Um, and, and sit there and say we know, particularly as two middle class white yeah, men. Yeah. But <laughs> but you just look at the numbers and, and the numbers have you know evened up a bit. But um Goodell for once, okay, I'm not impressed with the NFL so quickly going no. I'll be interested it's a class action suit. So I, I do wonder we've had um Hugh Jackson come out and talk about him being offered bonuses for for losing with the Browns. But it will be interesting as it's a class action suit if anybody joins in the suit. Um also interesting to hear that there are people saying that Flores has you know a number of backers in the league and and so you know it it might not be the professional um, suicide that some people have said but I mean certainly it certainly I've also heard people say if you hear that dedication to winning and yes you want to line up the communication but that is you know this is a more about a bigger than me thing and isn't this an impressive individual um i think this is going to be the story of the off season if it's not already dominating the lead up to the super bowl but it's you just hope things get better but it's it's got to be more than hope and i don't know if we you know changing the rules so quickly after they've changed it but when you look at the fact that there was a meeting on Monday and civil rights le- leaders are saying that they, you know, basically saying that we need to replace the Rooney rule and are looking for um, meaningful consequences for teams that do not abide by the rules, I think it's getting buy in. It's not just having rules, it's getting buy in from the ownerships. And I don't know how you do that without broadening the ownership yeah. who um, are. Very wealthy, and for the, for the vast majority of them, like other than um, khan at the Jaguars, white, and that is something to look at when you have um some very rich ex players involved, um, and just having them be part of part of the ownership group and part of the team and part of the hiring process surely would help. Yeah. But it's it's not necessarily a surprise that structural racism that we see in society appears in, in football because you know sport is a reflection of society. But you know you'd like to think that we'd be. Quicker at fixing it than maybe we are political institutions. Given theoretically, um, it's easier to change the rules and try and even things up. If we can manage it with a salary cap, then we can, you know, hopefully manage um, positive action on this. Agreed,
0: agreed. I think it's yeah, it's one that's it's going to, like you say, I think it is probably going to be the story of the off season. It's uh, it's got to, it's got some legs on it. It's certainly going to run in that off season. And I think all we can do is kind of keep an eye on it, and we'll uh, you know. You'll. I mean, you'll dutifully to, report what. Happened. If you're listening to this, yeah, you'll, you'll read all about it anyway. But if you know, we'll we'll give we'll give you we'll continue in the off season to uh, to give you our thoughts. As, uh, Have as no fear
1: that it. Gavin will be on his lefty soapbox <laughs> at some point. <laughs> exactly, that's it.
0: <laughs> right, we're 22 minutes in. Let's talk about some football. <laughs> Oh, well, this is the bit where I'd normally cover the games that have happened this week. But uh, I'll be damned if I'm reading it from uh, watching the Pro Bowl. Um, let's have a look at the, the two teams who are going to the Super Bowl this weekend. It's uh, I, I think, I believe, you, you might know a bit about one of them. At least one of them. Um, we'll start. Uh,
1: at least one of them. I might have seen... I, you know what? The, the weirdest thing about this is this amazing season. And this is the first season in a long time where I can where I can't say that I've watched every snap. Yeah. Because um, because of all that was going on at the end of the season and the Bengals had already made the playoffs, I didn't watch their final game against Uh, the Browns. Okay, that's like the first time in six years I've not seen every snap of the Bengals.
0: Well, and and of all seasons, the pick, Jay. Of all seasons. Anyway, Mm -hmm. we'll start talking about the. uh, We'll start with the Bengals and then we'll uh, we'll move on to uh, their opponents, the Rams, afterwards. So the uh, yeah the the Bengals finished finished season uh, ten and seven in the uh, in in the NFC North. We second? I can't remember if you first no. or second in the, in the AFC North. I mean, no, no, Which we
1: first, were first because the Steelers came second with nine and That's seven. It. Um, yeah, I mean,
0: in terms of, in terms of a season, it was, yeah, ten and seven. Um, it was kind of, if you look, look at the record, it was kind of, certainly in the regular season, it was kind of win a couple lose a couple, wasn't it? It was, there was no, it was, it was, it wasn't massively consistent um but i mean in terms of the, the playoffs you've been brilliant um playoffs uh obviously it's been it's the, you beat the raiders then the titans then the, and then the chiefs um yeah it's been a it's, it's been shall we say a good season
1: it has you know beaten chiefs twice in in, yeah. in in that span home and away which you know is is not to be sneezed at um it's been a great season it's been a curious one and i and i I know you've set it up as um sort of like one team and then the other, and I feel like at some point I'm gonna have to go into matchups between offense and defence. So so let me know when you want me to crack into that. Because I think for the Bengals, um there was all that worry for Burrow coming off, off the knee injury, and particularly with um you know, it took him a little bit of time to to sort of get used to having players around him again and he, you know. Burrow being Burrow actually talked about that and there's a process coming back and then there was all that concern about um, chase who was dropping everything um, in preseason and he's not entirely been free free of drops through through um, season itself but he you know this has just been an incredible um, debut and it, 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 on the offensive side of the ball it's been um, built around skill players and it's had to be because the offensive line hasn't been very good but I feel like that a lot of this needs to be put on the fact that the defence has come to play much better than a lot of people thought with um, the quality of names that they they had they've spent a lot of money in fairness uh, and they've really come in and I don't suppose either of them are like that dominant ball winner side of the ball but they work in a synergy really well and then we have this ridiculous young kicker who seems to be following in the um, borough states in terms of cool (laughs) and calm and and confidence and And it's just yeah and it's just it's a turnaround that I cannot say I was expecting in Zach Taylor's um, third season, given what happened for, happened in the first two. And it's very interesting that he's openly talked about um, the fact that, yeah, with a lot of owners, he wouldn't have got this third season. But, you know, Mike Brown had faith in him and... It seems to have really paid off and I did there's some been some really nice touches just you know the fact that um they were buying rounds for people and game balls to 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 the fans and it, it's just been it's been a great story and in particular it's been great to see that 30-year wait sort of lifted and the fan base go to look look go into what is possible when you've got one of the competitive quarterbacks
0: absolutely well it's funny really, you should mention uh um Zach Taylor and you know being given that chance because I, I went back um just before we recorded this I went back and uh, listened to our our preview our season preview uh, episodes um to see what we said about the the, the teams and what we thought the, how we what we thought about the two teams oh the this could season.
1: be interesting go on so
0: I said I thought you had a difficult se- I was very wrong I thought I thought you had a difficult <laughs> season coming up um you said you thought it was a make or break season for Zach Taylor um he didn't bring in the players to to block for borough or Mixon, which you were you were disappointed with um and your exact phrasing was you were not exactly hopeful this season you said you were skeptical yes so
1: that's for 30 years of 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 not winning a playoff game yes, and yeah. two years of losing a lot of games in that i don't think that was unreasonable I don't think it um, was, because no. i i i, I you're, don't you're think but if you stick this formula down of you're going to have great young players, and Burrow is going to be so good that it. it doesn't matter if he gets hit nine times in a playoff game; he's still going to win. Yeah. That technically shouldn't work, no. but um, Burrow's not only come back from injury but made the second year ear jump like he played his entire first year, which is kind of remarkable. Yeah.
0: yeah, it's been a yeah yeah no, it's been a, it's, it's been a good season. I mean, the, the other thing is you, you mentioned Jamal Chase, uh, offensive rookie of the year. Jamar Chase to, to give him his full title.
1: I mean, you got very upset with me <laughs> earlier in the season. We had yeah, very we, we upset. Had a, we had a we
0: had a, a heated dis- debate, which is which is good and healthy. Um, <laughs> I thought that Jalen Waddle was gonna was gonna walk it to be rookie uh, offensive rookie of the year, and you disagreed. You thought it was gonna be Jamar Chase, as it happens. Yes. You were right,
1: and I think Jamar Chase heard you. Yeah. said hold my beer he, and went didn't and didn't he just <laughs> the last the last few games.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, didn't he didn't he
0: just. So
1: clearly, somebody said, "Did you hear what this, what this, what this Brit you've never heard Exa- of said yeah, about exactly,
0: him? Yeah, that's it. <laughs>
1: but yeah, no, um, I'm I mean, I was, I was wrong. I was just flat wrong. I thought that, um, I thought we needed the um, offensive lineman at yeah. the top of that draft. I think the thing I didn't account for, and this might be me not watching College University, is just this, the, the the chemistry that was already yeah, existing between it. Chase and Burrow, and, and that was there from the get-go. And it's just been, yeah. It, it I, I, am kind of amazed that I could have a decade of this. Yeah, uh, it, yeah you, could. you know that pairing. Y- you quite easily you know could.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's, it's going to be. Um, I think you're. I think you're in for some good times.
1: Yeah, it's, I, I'm already in for good time. <laughs> you know, yeah, you know, we've we, we've lifted the curse. Yeah. You know, we can win with this guy. We know that. So now it's let's see what happens and enjoy it. But but it is a different mindset yeah. now. You've seen what's possible.
0: Moving over to the other side. We've got the LA Rams. Uh, LA Rams. Uh, they had a, a season record of twelve and five uh, in the NFC West. They uh, they did finish top of that uh, that division, the division which you called the most competitive in, in football. By the way. Not a bad, not not bad. Looking at how that uh, how that, fit, that that division finished.
1: I was going to say you've got three three ten win yeah. teams in that division. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> and this uh, this and Seattle only won seven. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, so they were they were a lot more consistent. Obviously they uh, only only lost five games all all, all season. They had a little bit of a blip in the uh, in the, in the middle of the season. Found themselves at seven and four just after their bye week. But then. Uh, Pretty much won everything going going forward. They got to the Super Bowl uh, with a uh, win over the Cardinals in, in Wild Card Week, uh, the Buccaneers in Divisional Week, and then the Forty uh, ers at the Conference Championships. Uh, yeah, and they are they they find themselves uh, in the uh, in the Super Bowl with uh, with with the one of the one of the youngest coaches I think ever to have made it there.
1: I'm making it there his second time.
0: 36. The guy's thirty six. He's one year older than me.
1: I'm sorry. Oh. I mean, that, 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 that's an alarmingly amount younger than me. What <laughs> have I done with my life, man? <laughs> Why did you have to bring up his age? Um, I mean, Zach Taylor's a bloody child, too. And, and, and the, the hilarious thing is obviously that. Um, you know when when in the last Super Bowl that McVeigh went the three people stood around going what do we do here one of them was Zach Taylor along with Jared Goff and um yeah. and McVeigh so so you know and now suddenly they're going against each other in the Super Bowl well, it's, it's the, the, I the, mean Taylor's
0: the, only 38 exactly it's the youngest Super Bowl coaching matchup ever uh, between
1: between uh, Taylor and McVeigh so yeah uh, but you know I mean McVeigh's done incredible things he's had a few wobbles um he uh, he can be a curiously conservative game manager for yeah. what an aggressive play corner is if if that makes sense and there's been a couple of wobbles um with Matt Stafford who but obviously you can absolutely see why they made that trade trade because you know it's just o- opened up things easily. yeah and um, there's things that Stafford can do in terms of arm strength and ability of manipulating defenses and even more so now that he's got um Odell Beckham sort of properly integrated into the team I mean you know they started off incredible when you had Robert Woods how can you not even how can you not say Cooper Cup he's been incredible because I was going to come back to that (laughs) in a minute because what's happening is is that the defences are you know very much going we have to double cup and Beckham is a number two option particularly when you've got a late developing dig on the backside of the play and Stafford can just get back there and his arm talent is such that even if he's a little late he can fit hit the ball in there and what he needs to not do is 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 you know trust his arm too much and, and throw an interception but it's it's really come together for the um and rams as has the defense in the mm. um postseason and that's the bit that really worries me is that this team didn't quite seem to be in sync and then there they are in the playoffs it's like damn it that <laughs> looks kind of terrifying and it's yeah. apparently all thanks to like 37 year old eric waddle well
0: that's it I mean, it's interesting that you mentioned edo beckham he, he apparently he's come out this week until he was very close was his exact terms to signing with the patriots or the saints before he landed with the rams interesting yeah yeah, it could have been a, it could have been a very different very
1: thing. interesting. Could very different. I could, yeah, I, could, I, I, I mean the Patriots would have been very very different and I wonder how he would have worked personality with that wise. I feel like he he went to the right place for him. I think he did, yeah. Um I, I think in all honesty it seems to he, he, he really did and a bit and, new, a bit of new
0: life into his into his game, doesn't it?
1: What well, his skill set is a better mix for um for this for, for, for this um, offense, and in particular his quarterback, Mm. because this quarterback can hit him on slants and ins, and will operate in bits of the field that Baker Mayfield just doesn't get to. So, um, and there are criticisms about Baker Mayfield and, you know, he was too tough for his own good in the way he played this season. So I don't want to make this about kicking Baker, but it's more, it's clearly just a better fit because he looks like a different player. On
0: the other side of the ball.
1: I mean, a player who's making for talent you're making good of a talent. He sort of flashed in the Giants without the um, sideline histrionics, at least so far.
0: On the other side of the football, he, uh, they also picked up Von Miller midway through the season as well. I don't mean to, I don't mean to brag or anything, but I did say when they picked him up that I thought this was that was probably something that was going to end up taken to the Super Bowl.
1: I mean, yeah, I think we were both kind of saying, "Going that pass rush is terrifying." Yes, now, yeah. It took a couple of weeks for him to get his ankle yeah, sorted, but he—he, um, he, you know, boy, does he look—you know—is he flashing like the old Von Miller now? Um, and this is, you know, his first playoff run since he went to the Super Bowl with the Broncos, and yeah, he's—he's he's, stands a very good chance of adding a second ring.
0: Absolutely. Do you
1: want to hear what you said on this one? Uh, on the on the, about the Go winners. on. So, so this
0: was the the when you when we did the. Uh, the Rams, the NFC West. That was that was your uh, your. I'm
1: not used to this level of accountability, was, by the well, way. This, this is this is deeply upsetting for you to spring this on me. Your, but go it on. was your
0: solo. It was your solo pod. Um, ah, uh, you you said you said that you thought the the Rams had a, a roster imbalance. Um, you wondered how their defense would fare with a new coaching staff. You said they had a fragile team, particularly the O line. Um. And uh, the, the, their team, could, but but you did say that their team could do special things if their offense comes together. I wasn't there that week. You know I was, what? I think I, I don't know what I was. I was not very well or something. But I, looking back at my notes, I said they were definitely going to pick up Odell Beckham Jr. and then Von Miller and then make the Super Bowl.
1: <laughs> I mean, you know what? The thing is, I don't think I was that far off. I think I don't that think you were, to be fair, I think Stafford. I think you know Stafford is pretty much at the top level of what you might expect, and then some. Just because he he has been good, and you didn't know because it was buried in the Lions. But I still feel, I mean, how unlikely is it that you lose all those safeties and you get Eric Weddle two years into retirement to come in, and he yeah. doesn't just like you know help coach a bit and play oh, a couple yeah. of snaps, I predicted that. but As well suddenly but, yeah, yeah, lining up your defense and and playing you know. Forty, fifty snaps, and, and it's just uh, there. There is some very odd stuff. I suppose there always is. But you, when when you get to the two Super Bowl teams, they're going to be two of the healthier sides in the league because are, that's yeah. why they're in the Super Bowl. But yeah, no, they've had things break right for them, and this is why they made the news they did. Definitely,
0: definitely. Right. Don't make any predictions. Hold on for now. We're okay. going to do some trivia. <laughs> Okay, now it is the penultimate t- trivia. I know I said last week it was penultimate, and I, mean, I got it wrong. It is the penultimate trivia <laughs> this this week uh, because we only have one more podcast left, and that'll be the uh, that'll be next week when we review the Super Bowl. So, um, and then
1: we do season four, right? Because that sounded very final from the right, way you just do, said yeah, that. Then we, do, then-, then we do season
0: four. Yeah, then we do season four. <laughs> the penultimate one for this season. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Yes. Yeah. Okay, um, I'm, I'm <laughs> going to go first. So um, Tom Brady has been in the news again this week. He said after, re- after, after retiring last week, he has now come out and said on the potential of returning, you never say never. So just, just make your mind up. Um, so mine is uh, Tom Brady related again. Um, I got a list this week of Tom Brady's record against each team in the NFL. Mm-hmm. How many teams does Tom Brady not have a winning record against?
1: Damn it. I I just knew you were going to say this. And and, and, I, I, and can
0: you name those teams?
1: I'm really not sure. Because who consistently beat... Okay, I'm going to guess for Giants. And it might just be that the only ones they won were the Super Bowls. Um... Uh, this is this is
0: in this is oh. sorry this is regular season.
1: Regular season. Hmm. Giants. Giants are not one of them. Hmm. I'm going to guess like three teams. It's going to be ridiculous because they were so good for so long. Um, they own their division. I do wonder if the Dolphins sneakily had a winning record because they seem to split so often. But I, I doubt it. I wonder about the Colts and Manning. Steelers, Ravens. Actually, you know what? The Ravens.
0: The Ravens. He has a six yeah. and two record against the Ravens.
1: Oh, completely wrong, then. <laughs> Damn it, you've you've got me. So put me out the misery. Right, there
0: are <laughs> five teams in total uh, that he doesn't have a winning record against. So, uh, okay. Saints. He's four and five.
1: That sort of makes sense.
0: Yeah. Um, Three of the teams are are from the NFC West. So the Rams is three and three. Right. Cardinals one and one. That's very interesting. Seahawks one and two. Oh, right, yeah. And then the final one is the Chiefs five and five. You mentioned the Dolphins. Yeah. Dolphins are the team that beat him the most. Uh, they were 24 and 12.
1: But they also lost more because uh, well, no, him two times lose, a year.
0: not as many as many times as the Bills. Bills lost most to him. he lost thirty three times and only won three. Yeah, um, cool. Jets, jets were yeah were thirty and seven. <laughs> even the Patriots were one and one and zero he was one and zero against the Patriots.
1: <laughs> Fair enough. So, so yeah. I I've gone for a slightly different route if you're ready for my I'm more than ready. If, for my trivia. ready, go on. Because I think this is kind of an interesting uh, uh, matchup matchup in, in the Super Bowl because apart from having two teams you've never made it before, this has to be like the um, two teams with the lowest um, winning percentage going into a Super Bowl yeah. as the Bengals are 0-2 and, and the um, Rams are 1-3. and 3. So <laughs> I would like you to name the other seven teams or how many of the other seven yes. teams... Other than the Bengals who have a zero winning percentage in the Super Bowl. Oh, get off.
0: Uh, but so they have to have made it to a Super Bowl.
1: Yes. I've talked about one of them this year and it just goes to show that you don't pay enough attention to me in trivia. <laughs> of course I do. Um Right, okay. And the other one you should know as well, too. There's two big the two teams uh, so, who've lost the so, most okay, okay. without winning, you should know
0: uh right vikings yes i knew i knew they were oh and four i knew they were there bills
1: yes oh and four again and i spoke about them because they did them consecutively um
0: so the seven hang on the seven teams
1: right um would you like some clues yeah i would really like some clues okay the most amazing comeback you've watched oh uh
0: falcons correct 0 oh and two didn't watch that. I was that was one of was having my gallbladder taken out.
1: Go on. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think how to. I mean, the <laughs> other one was the year before. Do I just give you the answers? Just give me the answers. <laughs> gonna, oh, yeah. Uh, so um, the Panth- the uh, Carolina Panthers have lost two. Oh, of course, yeah. And you'd have watched the Newton one. Yeah. Uh, the Cardinals lost in 2008. Obviously, um, Kurt Warner's year and, and the Steelers. Seahawks. Um, No, No, the Seahawks are one and two. And so I can uh, remember the two uh, losses. Yeah. They beat the Broncos the year before, if you remember.
0: Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah.
1: They absolutely demolished the Broncos and lost to the Pats. And then the San Diego um, lost in 94, which you won't remember. And Tennessee Titans lost in
0: 99. Yeah, Titans.
1: But the ones that you got straight away were the ones you should have got they were yeah. the two where i i would have been surprised <laughs> I, they, they <laughs> I was were the, glad you well, got they them were the,
0: they were the first ones that jumped to mind when you when you asked the question uh, yeah i think i knew those anyway good one good one i don't think we either of us get any any real points this week <laughs>
1: <laughs> i certainly didn't
0: <laughs> hey dan it's a hardcore legend mick foley and i think everyone out there ought to know about your podcast the wrong football on itunes Right, it is that time. It's time for us to break down the game, and actually make some some uh, some predictions. So, uh, being as being as you are the 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 one who's least
1: comfortable with predictions, I'm going to. Uh, I'm gonna let you go first. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm really not sure about predictions. I mean, I have a feeling. I feel like I know where the game is going to be decided. Well, tell if you us... See tell what us I mean. Go
0: on, then break down the game a little bit, and then and then and then see if that leads you
1: naturally onto a prediction. So, I think when the Bengals have the have the ball, it sounds obvious, but it, it's not going to be. Are the um, Rams going to get pressure? Because you look at the three pass rushes, and yes because the Bengals don't have anything that can stop um, Aaron Donald, but it's can Burrow do enough um and not give the ball away to keep this offense doing enough because it's not always been these ridiculous you know four five hundred um, yard games like it was against the ravens who yeah, were struggling yeah. with their secondary so i think on that side of the ball it's going to be can Burrow get the ball out quick enough um yuzama looks like he's going to be um able to play from what i'm hearing so you know that's an important um safety valve if they need him on that side of the ball, it, 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 it's obvious, but it, it's just kind of, you know, Aaron Donald is capable of wrecking a game on his own. Can the Bengals and Barrow work around that? On the other side, um, an awful lot is going to rest on, um, and I love him. I love Andrew Whitworth. You know, I I, I will quite happily campaign for him to make the Hall of Fame once he's retired. But in this game, you know, it's down to whether Hendricks can um, get pressure on him and disrupt uh, uh, Matthew Stafford. And if Stafford can avoid giving the ball away, he looked very good, but he also had some problems with turnovers. And and it's just, I I feel like, and this might be unfair, but I still feel a little bit like there are questions about him in the big moments. That I feel like we maybe have the better quarterback, even though, he's only in his second year and i think Stafford could absolutely make me eat my words i'm kind of terrified because i see all results as possible um i'm kind of like marginally fractionally leaning towards bengals with burrow being amazing unless aaron donald does aaron donald things and of all the times you know how often have i spent over the last few seasons praising him and saying how much i would like to enjoy him enjoy watching him and if he could just have an off game this one time that would be wonderful but um i i, I feel like I feel like either the Bengals are going kind to of keep it close, or it's going to be a nightmare. I'm not sure I can. I can't see it working the other way around with those defenses. But I think we're in for a competitive, good game.
0: I do. I my my. I think we're going to be in for a close game. I think it'll be Super Bowls. Always are. I think they'll both start nervy. Um, I think they'll, I think they'll 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 start nervy, and it'll be it'll be down to the the, sort of the kickers to to warm them up and get them get them into the game and start start the points rolling. But I think once they do. It's going to be a decent scoring game. I think it's going to be a close game. And I think... I'm going to say it. I think the Bengals are going to win.
1: I would love that so much. So much depends on whether um, the secret weapon of the Bengals, defensive coordinator Lou Anarumo, can can just pull another rabbit out of his hat in terms of coverages and stifling this offence.
0: us see what else I'm going to predict. What's that? I'm going to predict this super this uh, this year's halftime show is going to be the best one for since the since the hallowed heady days of the of the late of the late 2000s.
1: You reckon? Yeah,
0: I think it's going to be a good one. I'm, I'm quite looking I'm it's going to bring my the 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 12-year-old me out uh when I hear Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg and Eminem.
1: Fair <laughs> enough. I'm not going to argue with that. You know. <laughs> I mean it's not going it, to be... it, it is a list it certainly has star power. It,
0: it's not going um, to be. It's not going to be Rolling Stones, Prince, Tom Petty, and the Heartbreakers, Bruce Springsteen. But it'll be. I think it'll be the best one since
1: then. I, I, <laughs> and it might connect more with the players on the field. I think it will do. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> Well,
0: that's so all we've got time for this week. We'll be uh, back again next week with our uh, Super Bowl review, review and season wrap-up uh, podcast. Uh, it's going to be a bit of a different one next next week because I'm going round to G's house to go and watch the uh, the, the Super Bowl, and I'm going to take my recording equipment with me. So we're uh, yeah, you're going to get you're going to get a little package of of what we're uh, of our actual reaction to the game, and more most likely the actual reaction to some of the horrible sweets and chocolates and and drinks that might be in my American mystery box that I've got coming on on the way just in time for Sunday. Um,
1: (laughs) If you like what you've heard. Plus you get the full-on Gavin Nervy playoff experience. Oh yeah, you'll get that. You'll
0: be able to to hear him chewing his his fingernails. Um, If you like what you've heard, let us know by uh, liking, subscribing and maybe even uh, leaving a little Five star review through whatever medium you call your podcast. That way, uh, you'll make sure you don't miss any of our episodes right up until the yeah, the end of the season and well into the off season as well as we go into season four. Uh, if you've got any questions or something you want to to uh, discuss next time, not that we're going to have enough to talk about next time, uh, please do get in touch. I'm at twf Dan on Twitter and G is at wrong football. In the meantime, have a great week. Good luck to uh, Zach Thomas and in getting into the, uh, the the Hall of Fame. Uh, yeah, we'll see you again next time. day
1: I've got everything crossed for um, Big Willie Anderson to make it um, as a sign, you know, Bengals get their second um, Hall of Fame player and then win the Super Bowl. That would be like the perfect weekend.